0: Thanks for staying with us. Uh, And those are our sponsors for our guest segment coming up. And thanks for staying with us through the intro. And uh, we are the Common Sense Show. If you're just tuning in, my name is Dave Hodges. I am the host. And we think of ourselves as the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. But we need your help because we got a lot of ignorant people out there right now. As As I look at how this Biden mess is unfolding and how he's dismantled this country in just over 100 days. And some people just aren't making the connection. So we keep going, we keep exposing, and, but we need your help. So since these radio shows are usually digital and you can download them from the archives from our various outlets and our various networks, uh, feel free to share it. We, we claim no copyright on this whatsoever, just as long as you're using it for the right purposes. Um, our guest today in the guest segment uh, he really needs uh, very little introduction his name's Craig Sawyer and uh, you're familiar with him by being a Navy SEAL SEAL Team 6 he's an advocate for uh, people who are let's say down on their luck veterans down on their luck vulnerable populations such as children uh, and he's truly in my opinion an American hero who's doing a stand-up job and we need more people like him I know someone like him but he has to remain anonymous he does his work in asia freeing children and uh so i know a little bit about what we're going to get into today with craig and we're probably going to be all over the map because he's all over the map and what he does craig welcome to the show I'm, i'm really glad you could join us
1: hey i appreciate you having me on dave i look forward to a great chat
0: okay now i know you're a renowned sniper but tell the audience how you got your nickname Sawman.
1: Well the nickname is not as as dark or as morbid as people <laughs> want to imagine. They want to imagine something out of a some sort of Mad Max movie or something, but uh oh. Sawman really is just a play on my last name. name. Uh, literally on the third grade playground playing keep away with the football, my best friend was calling me Sawmug, Saw Dude, Sawman, and uh Sawman started getting repeated and it just became my nickname and uh, then later on in the military my call sign. So it just kind of stuck and that, that's where it came from. There's nothing, you know, sexy or or scary or <laughs> impressive about it. It's just just a play on my last name Sawyer.
0: Okay. Okay. That's I thought it was uh, a little more um, and well sexy than that uh, a little more intimidating than
1: that <laughs> yeah but, a lot of uh, people they imagine all kinds of things it's it's almost funny just to uh to entertain the stories that they that people come up with you know chainsaws and all kind of things
0: well we find ourselves in 2021 and um i just look at things now and i can scarcely believe my eyes um When I first started in this work, um, just quick, long story short here, when I moved into what we thought would eventually become our retirement home, and uh, the forces of John McCain and the Central American Free Trade Agreement and the bankers associated with their highway system, the Canamex, had designs on our land. They tried to force our 300 families out here northwest of Phoenix off our land without compensation, using every excuse in the book, and it was an eight-year battle. Till we finally got a lawyer that would represent us and not be intimidated by the McCain factor of becoming a judge if he ever became president. And so we got the Goldwater Institute to represent us. We won. They backed down. Uh, and we have control over our land now, not worried about losing it. Uh, and that's how I got into this business. I got offered a radio spot because I was on so many different shows. This one guy said to me, Dave, you need to have your own show. And that's kind of how I got started. And... Uh, I, I have to tell you, when I got involved in this, I knew a little bit. My wife thought I was turning nuts because I was talking about the North American Free Trade Agreement and all that was going on with that. She goes, have you lost your mind, honey? You're supposed to be a college basketball coach and a professor. Uh, Stick to what you know. Today, she's numbed by it. I mean, she's overwhelmed by the corruption that we're seeing and the craziness. And this is where we find ourselves. So I'm wondering here with someone with your extensive background, serving your country, helping underprivileged groups, uh, taking a stand publicly against what's wrong, probably at considerable risk to yourself. Where does your mind go to today with where America's at, where the people are at, and the dangers that lie ahead in the immediate future? Where, Where are you most concerned
1: Well, it's demoralizing. The totality of it, Dave, is a demoralizing overall effect. And having worked in federal law enforcement, in the counterterrorism realm, and in the intelligence community, I see that it is intentional. Uh, There is an agenda to demoralize and destabilize the United States to make it easy to overthrow without firing a shot. And that is very depressing to learn about as a as an American patriot, in you know, son of Texas. My uh, great 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 grandpappy was the second governor of Texas, George T. Wood, and my mm-hmm. dad was a very sincere and devout pastor in uh, Spring, Texas. And and I just grew up around so many quality people, just strong moral and ethical character they just loved our country and. Uh, you know, I went off to the Marine Corps and I saw great and honorable things there and the SEal team, these patriots that are all overachievers and just crushing the performance and at any risk to themselves for God and country.
0: And then now
1: to see what's happening, to see such ridiculously unqualified and outright corrupt people, being allowed to take the reins and run our country into the dirt is absolutely depressing for me, but at the same time, uh, I'm a fighter. and I'm, I'm a warrior. I'm not one to sit down and go, oh, well, we lost. Let's watch our country sink and let's watch everybody just begin to suffer under increasing tyranny. It's all done. I'm inclined to, rather, to fight back. And, and all of this hostility Dave comes from someplace there is a clash between good and evil for control and for power over the United States and that's what we're witnessing right yes, now I think that's, that's right. why things are so volatile right now and so unstable is because there is this epic clash between good and evil and it is spiritual the the, the force and energy of of evil comes from somewhere and the force for good comes from somewhere. And I think a lot more people are realizing that with all of this conflict, they're going, wait a minute. You know, there's there's some sort of undercurrent motivation to for both sides of this. And uh, we the people are stuck in the middle. And sadly, Dave, the front line victim of all of this are the children. And uh, that's why I I chose child trafficking as the epicenter of the evil that really most needed to be exposed so that the American populace would understand the nature of this conflict and what's really going on, so that we can lock arms together and help save our country.
0: This is uh, a daunting task to save our country. Um... When I looked at the events of Benghazi and, and if Stevens had been rescued, he might have sung like a canary and sunk the Obama administration. And I know there were some uh, urgings to do this from a few military people. And I told them after it failed, I said, well, why, why don't you just launch a coup? I said, this guy is wildly out of control. And they said, uh, the American people will never accept it, that we had to have a coup of opportunity and didn't materialize and and i'm wondering today if we're in a different place than we were back in 2012 do you think the american people would support a military takeover of our government because i don't know if you saw this or not 120 generals and admirals retired came out today and said the 2020 election was a
1: fraud i do believe the people would support it but i would i would give it a different title by my observation and understanding, what it would actually be, Dave, is a counter coup.
0: Yeah, I Our agree. I agree with that. Our country has totally. been
1: illegally taken over through a, a systematic theft and a fraudulent election. And I'm going by factual evidence. A good friend of mine, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, is central in demonstrating the forensic evidence of the election fraud. And. He's been demonstrating that to state senators. He's been traveling with Rudy Giuliani from the from the very beginning after the election was stolen, demonstrating to them. And even on live net, uh, international network news, he hacked, to my understanding. I didn't see this piece, but a lot of my friends and family did. They said, Craig, he it was beautiful. He was talking to the Georgia Senate and saying, hey, these um these election machines are are problematic. They can be compromised and manipulated. And these uh, Dominion machines, and the, they were de- the state senators were denying it. Oh no, no, that's ridiculous. So he literally pulled out his iPhone and hacked a an election machine <laughs> right on live television and said, "I'm in that machine right now with this phone, right now." And they're like, they were stunned. And I think that's the kind of revelation that the American populace needs to see, and deserves to know about and see, so that we can determine who is the rightful and factual uh, leader of this nation. Who did we actually elect? And it's not okay to brush it under the, the rug and ignore the facts and and wheel in a, a puppet that's owned by China. So. Uh, it, it's a counter coup. It's been it's been illegally taken from us, and I think ousting a, a criminal cabal who have fraudulently put themselves in charge and surrounded themselves with troops and razor wire. I believe that they do need to be investigated and exposed, and there needs to be a legal due process to remove them back out accordingly. That's a righteous and just way to handle it. So. Uh, And I think the military is the only entity capable and suitable for performing that task.
0: Well, I've been told, and this is pretty reliable, and Paul Preston, uh, the leader of the 51st State Movement in California, has the same information and we shared last night, that there was a military drill involving France, Australia, Japan, and the United States. And they were practicing against war with China. And I was told that Biden has nothing to do with this. Totally self-initiated by the military. Do you know anything about this?
1: Uh, I haven't heard of that, no. But uh, maybe we can all look at the situation with Joe Biden and realize he's not not mentally capable of even running a a local corner store, let alone the most powerful nation on Earth. He clearly barely knows where he is. When they wheel him out on stage, he doesn't know whether or not his handlers will allow him to speak or answer questions. And he even says so on li- live open mic. And we can look at the videos and, and see him uh, stumbling and stammering and asking if he's allowed to ask answer questions and to somebody that we can't see, somebody that's in his earpiece. So it's a very upsetting and disturbing Situation—it's—it's it's morbid and it's surreal watching this 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 man who probably should be at home, surrounded by family and cared for, uh, actually uh, paraded around as some sort of leader. But he—he he clearly is not at himself mentally. No, enough. he's
0: a sock it's, puppet. There's no question. But his handlers are capable of destroying the country, and, they're, and they are—they're are. they're doing a heck of a job. Yes, sir. What's your take on the um, the pipeline? the uh, ransom software
1: well i mean i'm hearing bits and pieces about it from people who are uh, in the the realm of of creating the intellectual property that that safe safeguard our national security and a lot of the software programs and even the hardware and uh, i get the emails and the notices from from that organization and group and there's just more than i can consume but um obviously joe biden's not inclined to really talk about it or deal with it but it seems to me like a systematic attack on our nation we've got hyperinflation coming rolling power blackouts material shortages an open border the the defunding of our police the mass we
0: WithDave. dot com. That's waterwithdave.com Save eighty dollars for a short time.
1: lease of violent criminals from prisons. I mean, all these things are absolutely the opposite of what any legitimate leader would do if he loved his country and wanted to act in the best interests of his citizens. So this, I, to me, without knowing more about the the, the pipeline hack and the shutdown. I've heard uh, today that 17 states have already declared a state of emergency due to uh, the fuel shortage from the, the pipeline shutdown. So it seems to me and just uh, appears on, on initial look as a an additional uh, aspect of this nationwide attack. Uh, by probably I, I would I would place the blame first on China until I can investigate further. And it seems to be a right in alignment with breaking our, our nation's um, will to fight and put up a defense against a hostile overthrow.
0: Well, I look at this yeah, as an attack on national security, too, because what's the one element you need to be mobile for? Well, you need access to oil. Absolutely. And, and, and that, that's a big problem as well. And the other thing that I found really concerning was in a White House press statement today, they said uh, there's no gas shortage. And I'm looking on the news, and I'm seeing five-hour gas lines. So I, it's it's baffling to me um, what's going on. But I just wanted to get your take on where you think the military is at. If you were to make a ballpark guess, leadership, rank and file, where do you think the uh, soldiers our military comes down in terms of Will they fire an American people if ordered to do so? Will they seize guns? Will they reinstall Trump? Uh, is there a trigger point to do that? What's your take on all that?
1: Well, as far as the big brass, I honestly don't know, because all officers have a different culture than the rank-and-file soldier or operator. And I know from just a cross-section of my friends colleagues and contacts in the military it seems like about uh, very roughly 70 percent of them uh do not want to take things like the the covid vax and they would never uh, operate against the american citizens or participate in any disarming of the american populace so what you have is the bottom third uh the weaklings the the, the morally and mentally weak who don't know history and are desperate to keep their paycheck, who would, like a Nazi soldier executing Jews, just follow orders. And uh, I think uh, you know, those people, at the, at the bottom third, the, the, the moral weaklings would not be allowed to prevail and, and carry out the, the orders. I think all of their leaders and stronger peers would throttle them and prevent them from from doing something like that look let's face it the military come from american families so they they're our brothers and sisters and fathers and uncles and nephews and uh they're they're not gonna operate against us no matter how diabolical this agenda is and no no matter how extensive the propaganda campaign has been with the fake news media and and uh academia and and entertainment industry the fact remains is that uh, this is their homeland and we are their people and it's not going to go that way so uh, but they'll try I think this cabal is there's nothing that they won't try and I think uh, it's staggering to see just how far they've gotten and I do wonder Dave how long it's going to be before uh, our military does intervene and go, look, man, if we don't, if we don't oust this clown show, uh, we're all going to be enslaved here pretty shortly. And um, you know, I think there's got to be a lot of, a lot of hard questions asked right now. Some wake up call is, is definitely uh, either in order or already in the works. Because I mean, there's no defending the mass destruction of, of our nation that's happening right now.
0: No, there is no defending it. But I don't, I, I say Biden, but it's more of a euphemism for his handlers. Yeah. And I'm pretty familiar with a lot of his handlers. They've been with him for a long time. I was actually shocked that these aren't newly installed people. These are people who have been with him 20, 30, 40 years in some cases. Uh, but they definitely have the green agenda. They definitely have the Take Down America agenda. But I, the the thing that I'm looking at, though, with leadership with the military, and I'm wondering, and I want to get your opinion on this, Um i keep getting reports just over and over biden doesn't have access to all the nuclear codes he doesn't control the submarine fleet and i grew up with a a guy who's now consultant with the space force and he was a prominent person in the military i don't think he was a household name but he was prominent he told me biden does not control the space force um what what's your reaction to that can you shed some light on that yourself
1: I realize it's going to sound odd to people that haven't been paying close attention to these things, but I do believe that it's likely that he does not have control of those things. Uh, The Pentagon is being run entirely differently now. And those people that I know that that work in D.C. are telling me their observations of things that, that it does not line up. With the way that a legitimate presidency is run, and so it does seem that there are a lot of anomalies that are very, very strange, and uh, and radically less than with the Biden puppet show, and uh, that he does, I'm hearing that he does not have access to the Pentagon, nor does he have their support, and that's welcome news. Not that I want that level of division for our national security, but I don't want I don't want idiots who are traitors to us and who are owned by a hostile nation state running our national security. So it's welcome news, and, uh, and I hope that it's true that he does not have control of our submarine fleet and uh, the highest levels of our national security because those are the only people standing between us and, uh, and uh, major hostile nations.
0: That's absolutely so, true, and that's
1: very strange times, Dave.
0: Well, I, I I had a um, guy who was a former high-ranking military official, and he had me talk to two Pentagon people last May, so just about a year ago and they and in two separate conversations with these gentlemen they gave me pretty similar answers they because i told them i'm i'm worried about the election i'm worried about the fraud i'm worried if biden gets in what's going to happen to the country i said it's going to be a communist takeover and they shared that and they said if he goes too far and he compromises national security we won't let him stay in power and i heard that from both men because they said ultimately the leadership of the military's lives are in danger and they're going to act in their own best interest
1: well i would say that that time has already come and passed if you look at it honestly i mean our border is down and i've I've been doing ride-alongs on the border with law enforcement and they are absolutely overrun there are millions of people pouring into our country, which means they're from every country around the planet, some of them diseased, some of them not, some of them terrorists, some of them not, some of them legitimate family units, some of them child traffickers, we're getting literally everything because we have zero control over it as hard as our law enforcement are working, God bless them down on the border trying to stop this invasion, they're not backed properly by the clown show in D.C., and they are catching less than half of the invaders. And even the ones that they are catching, they're sent straight to processing centers, and even though super spreaders or infected with COVID, they're sent right into the United States. Now, (laughs) I You know, they don't want churches open, and and I'm not welcome to walk into a a restaurant for 30 seconds from the front door until I sit down and take my mask back off. I'm not welcome to not have a mask on, but boy, we'll leave the borders open and allow millions of of, uh, diseased and infested and and terroristic people bringing in God knows what to just pour across our, our border. So that doesn't make any sense on a national security basis. How many backpack nukes are being brought in? To the United States how many of those backpack nukes are gonna be cranked off in DC how many of those backpack nukes are gonna be cranked off in and San Francisco is it gonna be near the homes of some of these people that are betraying us I don't know any of that and neither do they when you have no control you're gonna get all comers and that's what's happening we're getting all comers so you gotta wonder the 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 mental health Of some of these people betraying our country do they think that there's some somehow their families are not going to suffer from the devastated economy of the United States do they think that life's going to be like a magical utopia under Chinese communist rule Uh, (laughs) that their children won't be casualties of this nightmare this tyranny Uh, it it baffles me to try to plot out what their logic is like what do they think is going to happen when they destroy the last bastion of freedom and liberty, when we had peace and we had a lawful, orderly society where people could prosper, my God, what was so bad about that?
0: No, I I know we went from the penthouse to the outhouse pretty quickly, about 100 days to be exact. But I think that... um, your analysis is, is spot on, and I do agree with your characterization of a counter-coup. We're living in an occupied country right now, in, in terms of how I look at it, and we're almost prisoners of war, uh, with the lockdowns yeah. and all that. I, that's It's a little extreme no, to say that, but our liberties are under attack, and that's why I say prisoners of war.
1: Yes, sir. Well, there's no privilege and no authority that weak, charactered people will not abuse. And it's incumbent upon we, the American people, to assert ourselves to a much stronger degree. There's a righteous and lawful way to do it, but to assert ourselves to make sure we oust those who are betraying us because they are literally destroying everything that's precious and sacred to us. There's no denying it now. If anyone has a, a pulse and, and half a, a brain, you can see that what they're doing is absolutely devastating to the future and even the, 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 the current state of our nation so Obama purged hundreds of flag officers from our military and we didn't see any questioning of it on the mainstream news media, oh who, who are all those major brass who, who were, they? were they, were they strong patriots and why haven't more of them spoken out on why they were all purged from the military, well we see now that uh, further authority is being abused because they're separating military troops and questioning them on whether or not they'd be willing to operate against the, the, the American populace and disarm us and, and, and conduct uh, security for tyrannical operations. Uh, my God, if, if the military was going to overthrow a, a coup because that coup put our nation in, in danger, that's already happened. It's just a matter of watching the destructive destruction day by day. I mean, it's not like, it's not subtle. So it's, in my mind, I'm watching it. I'm watching the gas prices spike. I'm wa- watching raw material shortages. I'm watching millions of people flooding our nation, criminals let out of prisons. I'm watching devastation that is in accelerating daily. And it's not like we need to wait for confirmation that these people are destroying our nation. So at what point? Would the military leaders throw this 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 fraudulent clown show back out if if it was just a threat to national security that that would warrant that action? Because I see that it's already clearly there.
0: Yeah, I. I agree and I've said the same thing to people I work with I said um, I think we might have passed the point of no return time will tell I want to ask you a question it's going to seem kind of odd but I want to lead into the sex trafficking by by characterization whatever happened to Tara Reid and her allegations of sexual harassment sexual abuse uh, from Joe Biden to her
1: I don't I quit hearing about her
0: she just dropped off the radar didn't she
1: yeah, yeah, who knows? I, I, without knowing more, I don't want to s- speculate on Yeah,
0: you? okay. I, was, I, I thought, you know, I never heard of a resolution. I never heard of a, an agreement. Um, never heard of it. And she just dropped off the face of the earth. But anyway, uh, Biden's proclivities have been shown in public and in disgusting ways. I'm not going to mention here on a family show, but I want to get into the sex trafficking because what I'm wondering is you've got Kamala Harris now. She's about 50 days into being in charge of the border. She hasn't visited one time. And if she went, the media would have to accompany her, and that would begin to expose some things. Is child sex trafficking, is that being hidden? Is that why they're keeping the media away and why they're trying to keep the politicians away?
1: I think there are multiple reasons, and that's certainly one of them, Dave. Child sex trafficking or just child trafficking in general, is a huge part of this invasion, this criminal invasion of the United States right now. And they want to cover it by calling it a racist, if anybody dares to to question why a, a complete abandonment.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code
1: Hodges. ...of control uh, should be any sort of allowable solution. That's not an acceptable solution for any nation to uh, to abandon all control and to deny the fact that there is a crisis. So there... This administration has no shortage of denying the obvious, denying uh, all the crises that their bad leadership, their failed leadership creates. So the border is no different. Kamala Harris is supposed to be in charge, and and, uh, anybody that's been through any sort of leadership uh, school or training or anybody that's just got common sense, realizes that her hiding from the border should send up a million red flags. She's still never been there. That's that's a failure on any level, by any standard. And her refusal to go and stand on the border and own that and talk about the real factual evidence and the data and deal with it, it just proves that she's absolutely corrupt and she has no intention Of stopping the runaway damage that's on the border. So yes um, child trafficking is one of the major aspects of it but another one is if you go to the Cloward-Piven strategy of breaking the economy through overloading the social programs the welfare the, the free medical care and on and on and on the housing, all of this just absolutely turn all the burners like a, a, a stove top analogy. You put all the burners on high and you just run the thing so hard until it just overheats and the whole thing blows up. It's like, that's the cloward Pivot strategy for breaking the American economy. It's just completely let countless millions of people flood the program, encourage people not to work, really incentivize them not to work and stay home, and then you have a population that's, that doesn't want to work. And the culture is ah, that it's, it's, it's easier to stay home and collect welfare than to go to work. So now the the taxpaying citizens, their taxes are just being massively drained by all these these social programs that are just sucking, vaporizing all of the wealth of the nation. And that's all in the ultimate objective of breaking the economy to make us desperate and easily overthrown without firing a shot, which is the communists' Objective. We've known about that since 1958, at least in writing, and it's been read before Congress in '62. uh, That that's their plan. So we know what they're up to. Uh, But with the child trafficking, yes, we've uh, we've got law enforcement, federal and local law enforcement officials, and um, and officers who are being. Made to be complicit in child trafficking, not maybe in a, in, a, in a hostile intent on their part, but they're part of a big system that says, okay, you're now, instead of defending our border from criminal invaders, you're going to assist the criminal invaders to uh, their housing center, to the processing center, where they're going to get free money, from the American taxpayers. They're going to get a big manila envelope with tickets for various airlines or bus lines to anywhere in the United States that they want to go. They're going to get a big fat paycheck. Why? Oh, I don't know. Somebody wants them to have it, apparently. And they're going to be put on buses without license plates, and they're going to be smuggled to different uh, waypoints where they're going to be distributed from there. And I learned from one, Uh, about one here in tucson recently from a senate candidate that's very well connected uh, and then they got tips that there were children being trafficked at this federally run facility near the racetrack in tucson so they drove out there and there was a customs agent out front and they said hey what's what's going on here we're just curious and the customs agent said well um you really don't need to be here. You can't stay here. You gotta go. And they said, "Okay, well, that's cool." In this public property, you know what? Don't we deserve to, to know what's going on? You're, you're a law enforcement official or a law enforcement agent. Can you give us an honest answer? And he said, "Well, we're uh, doing racetrack upgrades modifications." Oh my god! <laughs> and they said, "Wait a minute. Since when is U.S. Customs?" Uh, in the <laughs> racetrack uh, building, contracting, construction business, uh, that doesn't make sense to us uh, might that be a little fib and, and he's like oh, you can't be here, you gotta leave very nervously uh, apparently um, they were telling me I wasn't there so I want to be clear about that Dave but these are people that I trust that I, I, I'm uh, working on several projects with and uh, these people uh, were with an investigative reporter there and um, from steve bannon's war room show so uh steve bannon doesn't play around he doesn't want to go off on any tangent of something that's not factually backed right so he, he's real deal and uh there then they saw u.s um um army national guard troops inside and they said well what are they doing here or are they in the racetrack building business now too and then they did see children being uh ushered around inside i guess they could see through the gate somewhat and so um i said well why don't you put drones up in the air and and see inside the compound they said well it's kind of clever craig it's it's near the airport it's a no-fly zone for drones i'm like "Mm, oh yeah okay and they said there were even law enforcement uh local tpd officers in uniform off duty providing extra security for this place and they said well if this is an immigration waypoint or housing facility, why is that a big secret? Can't you just tell us? Shouldn't we be able to report and tell the American people what's going on? Uh, 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 you can't be here. It's a racetrack. Uh, uh, you got to go. So it was that kind of thing. and it Doesn't that seem odd to you, Dave?
0: That's the ben same ben. treatment that Ted Cruz got when he went to the border and tried to look yeah. in and film the facilities from the inside. He was yeah. told exactly is- the same thing. You can't be here
1: yeah why can't he be here what threat does he pre- present to a lawful righteous law enforcement processing of immigrants there what? should be nothing secretive or, yes. or sensitive about that there should be nothing tell me i want I, I would challenge anybody to tell me what is it and and i i know a lot of customs and border patrol agents And righteous patriots and good people, I can't get anybody to tell me why the lawful and righteous processing of immigrants would be some sort of dark, criminal, secret, conspiracy um, uh, program or operation that the American citizens at all costs have to be kept far away from. It just throws up a million red flags and should cause us to be... Uh, that much more determined to find out what the heck is going on here because we're seeing hotels and motels rented out chartered out and paid two million dollars a month now you're talking about a local kind of rundown Holiday Inn Express that's being chartered by the US government and used only to house illegal immigrants paid two million dollars a month, so of course they're going to be quiet about it. They're making a freaking killing off of our tax dollars, and they've got massive security there, and it runs like some sort of Russian gulag uh, with KGB cover that the American people aren't apparently aren't welcome and are allowed to know. And if you try to go there, they boy they they want you gone. You're not welcome to go there. So that that just lets you know that there's wrongdoing. When it's that secret and they can't afford to have you anywhere near it, unless there was some sort of criminal investigation or law enforcement operation that we were going to compromise, then there is no excuse. There's no reason for OPSEC or anything like that, Dave. So well, I saw that. i doing on a mass scale.
0: In 2014, I saw the same thing happen to Jim Bridenstine when he tried to go to Fort Sill, where they took massive amounts of immigrant children, and he wanted to investigate the rumors. And he went up there, and DHS, uh, then under control of of Obama, said, you can make an appointment in about three weeks to a congressman. Wouldn't let him in. Uh, That was incredible. What is the general sense? Is there a feeling... Are they sex trafficking there, providing services there on site at the racetrack, or is this a way station where they farm the kids out to other locations?
1: It seems to me to be a way station, Dave, where they're, they're housing them there, then they put them on unmarked buses, and they, they shuttle them out to whoever, wherever the kids are going. I can only speculate, but from what I have learned in my four years of dealing heavily with child trafficking, I don't get any good or legitimate uh, vibe or sense or information that there's anywhere honorable or safe that the children are going to on the contrary I am hearing many many investigations and stories and scenarios where the children are basically been sent off to any and everywhere and then trafficked outright so I don't know what the arrangements are I don't know why um, the children would be sent from there somewhere. I know in a lot of cases the people the, the, the immigrants are allowed to come in with much less restriction in the United States if they are deemed a family unit but because most of them don't have documentation of birth, the birth certificates or things like that a lot of these immigrants coming from Central and South America and others uh, before they get to the U.S. border obviously most people know by now, you're not coming across the border until you pay the cartel your, your passage fee first. Uh, the cartel run the border on the Mexican side and largely on the American side. That's just how it is. You talk about a multi-billion dollar criminal enterprise there and the Mexican drug cartel, and they traffic humans now. So, one of the things that's happened is people, they want to be deemed a family unit, so several adults will just say, well, we need kids. And so they'll rent or buy children from the Mexican drug cartel on the Mexican side of the border just so that they can cross into the United States and tell our federal law enforcement, who, by the way, are not allowed to interview them and ask them certain questions anymore. There's another massive red flag. Our law enforcement should be able to ask immigrants any. Logical and reasonable questions.
0: Yeah, I I know what you're talking about because I've talked to people in DHS. And so what I'm wondering here, I know the questions are about, is this your family of origin? Is that your mom? Is that your dad asking questions that would connect or disconfirm the stories? They can't ask. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, But what I want to know is where are those orders originating from? Because that should be the site of investigating.
1: You deserve to know. I deserve to know and the entire American populace deserves, we have the right to know where that directive came from. Mm -hmm. We do. And right now we don't and that's not okay. But with the DOJ and the state that it is right now, we obviously have lost confidence in anybody to to give us straight answers on anything. And that's it's back to the the observation, Dave, that it's already done. They've already checkmated the United States, so either the U.S. military is going to pull up its big boy pants and oust this illegal coup, uh, clown show that has infested our White House, or we're just going to sit back and watch everything and everyone that we care about utterly destroyed. And it's happening at a record pace. It's like ravenous zombies destroying our, our country. Like it's, a, like it's an emergency. And... Uh, you know, we need to make haste if we're going to salvage this.
0: Do you have a prescription, and I'm using the term loosely, for what we need to do as a people?
1: You know, I, I did. I did, but that four years came and went. I had access people to people who had access to the president, and I was urging them, and I did done several media interview saying, look, I am a national security whistleblower. I blew the whistle on a high-ranking FBI SES-level executive and they fired him for gross mismanagement about three years later for the exact things that I had reported him for. So ultimately, I was successful in it. Although it cost me my federal career, I had to walk away because he was allowed to retaliate against me uh, for reporting him uh, unchecked. So all of the entities that were responsible for providing protection for national security whistleblower failed me and they were later uh, found to be corrupt themselves and no wonder they didn't help me like uh, Scott Block the head of OSC who was sentenced to 10 years in prison for for his corruption just as an example so I, I had a plan that I'd completely written out and mapped out on how to go into each Federal law enforcement agency, our key agencies and key intelligence agencies, and and find out uh, who the the corrupt players are there, who the traitors are there, and who make the good things happen, and then set about restructuring those agents agencies and purging the corruption and resetting, restructuring, resetting and healing those agencies. And setting them back on their original chartered mission for God and country under the Constitution um, and good faith for the American people. And with the right leadership and culture installed not only at the top, but strategically throughout their chain of command to ensure that they were backing uh, the president who was upholding the Constitution and that they would not ever back. A president who was not upholding the Constitution and uh, I was never allowed access to President Trump and um, and never allowed to make that contribution and uh, and and let them know how to how to restructure and gain the the 100% cooperation of our key federal agencies and DOJ to help President Trump drain the swamp which was so badly needed and at the end of the four years virtually nobody uh, who was deep state crook attacking our nation was prosecuted and put in prison and all of those hostile players are not only on the game board but, but ripping away at our constitution and our, our um our our nation's strength uh, like it's like it's like it's emergency to get it destroyed overnight. So how do you uh,
0: how do you explain this that Trump came in with such a mandate and uh, such a, a f- ferocity that he didn't do that?
1: Do I think he-, he was I think he was catastrophically naive, Dave. Mm-hmm. I it, by I I I want to start by saying I really applaud his success on the financial front well he knows money okay so he took a, a a struggling economy and turned it into a booming economy he created more job opportunity and more empowerment for minorities and females than had ever existed in this country he took a demoralized and defunded gutted military and rebuilt it and strengthened it he honored our law enforcement so what he was doing was very, very productive and, and very helpful. But what he needed to do, even more than all those other things, in the four years that he had, was was gain to whatever whatever means was necessary to gain the, the support and the cooperation of the DOJ to drain the swamp. That's what he needed to do, and I don't think he saw that that was so desperately needed. And I don't think he comprehended how utterly corrupt and hostile this cabal actually is against our people and our Constitution, and how sold out they actually are to our our hostile nation states and the the global bankers that want control of the United States. I think it looks like, based on his behavior, that he thought he was going to win them over, With his performance fiscally Like hey look how good a job I did Getting jobs and strengthening our country Not realize that they don't want that They're already committed Against the United States They want the United States destroyed They don't want a strong economy He was ticking them off He was disempowering them By strengthening the economy And empowering the American people So I think it looks like to me He didn't get it He did not get that they needed to be prosecuted brutally, harshly, accurately on factual evidence, but so many of them are guilty of sedition and treason. They needed to be fully prosecuted and processed before he was out of office or it would never happen. So now they'll never be.
0: I had an event that seems to parallel what you're talking about there. I was at Branson at Steve Quayle's conference a few years ago, and I was bemoaning the fact that we're six away, six weeks away from the midterm. We're going to lose the house if things don't reverse. And big tech censorship is behind a lot of the swaying of votes. And um, one of the gentlemen I was with picked up his phone and called an advisor to Trump who met with him every week, uh, once a week. And he said, I want you to tell him what you just told us. So I did. And I I thought it would be a three-minute conversation at most. It was a 20-minute conversation, and the man actually started taking notes. And Trump said something. This was on a Saturday night at Hilton Hotel. We're out by the pool. And I thought, okay, I know he understands. And I explained how big tech was breaking the law and violating 230. And Trump came out the following Wednesday and said something that showed understanding of what i had communicated to this aid now i don't know that they communicated on this at all i have no idea i assume they did and then he did nothing he said he was going to go after google he was going to go after facebook and he was going to enforce 230 and he did nothing and i just yeah. don't know where the failure came in
1: either either he wasn't a al- able to rally the support around him that he needed to we all see that he had backstabbers all around him and 360 right he he was clearly trying to fix things but i i just saw that he had precious little support in dc i mean he was he was not only in the swamp but he probably needed a snorkel just to breathe yeah. uh in that place so i think that's one key aspect so i want to give him credit. Uh, for for um, do it, performing in good faith, but I think uh, I asked one of his attorneys, I said, look, does he not get it in the aspect of fire superiority in the legal sense? And I said, you know, let me give you an analogy. In the SEAL team, if we're ambushed, somebody lights us up and starts shooting at us, we turn and unleash holy hell on them. And everybody's whose heads are up above cover uh, their heads are exploding because we're shooting them, and we're sure. just raining accurate fire on them. And by doing that, the only ones that are shooting at us, they're dying, and they can't shoot at us anymore. And the ones that want to live, they put their heads down behind cover, they quit shooting so that they can survive. And I said, you know what that does for us? Uh, that allows us to. It gets really quiet. We're we're receiving no more incoming fire, and then we can shoot and move, communicate, and get out of there and do whatever we need to do. And I said, why on earth does Trump not hire? Because the the attorney general serves at the pleasure of the president. So he can grab an AG, an attack dog AG, which is sorely needed, and stick them on all of his tormentors, who are all, by the way, rancid crooks. They've committed dozens and dozens of felonies, all of them, for which they can be prosecuted. There's evidence is readily available. Why doesn't he bring in an attack dog AG and task them with going after all of these rancid uh, cabal members who are undermining our Constitution, submitting diabolical legislation against our 1A, our 2A, the big tech moguls, the mainstream news media execs? Why is he not going after them and holding them to account? Because as soon as the first few dozen high-ranking officials start getting yanked out of their offices and high-rise multi-million dollar apartments and their mansions and their motorcades and their limousines and, and sent down to Gitmo for a military tribunal for, for crimes against the American people, sedition and treason, and, and convicted? Uh, do you not think that that would change the dynamic and the rest of these cowards would back off and stop attacking him because they realize they're on the list and they're going to be next and they're already guilty of felonies for which they should be prosecuted and he said well Craig yeah, I admit he is he was naive in the first couple years and this was two years into his presidency Dave that I was asked talking to the, to the lawyer and he says but he does get it now so that you're going to see you know it's going to be a better year you're going to see things change well they didn't so either they have dirt on Trump uh some pretty uh damning dirt that they they kind of had him by the short hairs and it was they checkmated him and he just went out without a, so much as a whimper cuz he went out very silently. I agree. notice Trump didn't say hey it's corrupt they stole the election this is horrible we must not st-. he he just went quiet and kind of silently just snailed himself away. So I don't know what all that's about either. I can only speculate. I don't want to damn him uh, but I, I, I do want to give him credit. I, man, I, I really appreciate what he did for our country. But I think he was naive in not realizing they were just going to erase it all within a hundred days of him uh, being ousted because uh, he didn't convict them, prosecute them, convict them. Uh, so now all the all the hostile players are are on the game board at full full tilt. So yeah. I think he was naive for that. So uh, that that's kind of my. Overview of, of how I see him and, and what he was, must have been thinking based on his his behavior.
0: Well, he seemed to be really going after child sex trafficking for a while too. But my yeah. my complaint was he was dealing with the uh, foot soldiers and not with the organizers.
1: Well, that and I think the it would have been a lot more helpful if he'd have been you know he had the, a lot of microphone time, and he spent a lot of time repeating himself and talking about sleepy joe and and you know other things and just kind of just rambling when he could have been saying look folks child sex trafficking is the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth it absolutely threatens the future of our nation it's a 38 to 50 billion dollar a year criminal enterprise and if you think your children are not at risk and if you think your national security is not at risk because of this you would you'd be wrong and I think he just failed to bring that and just really send it and, and alert the populace to gain that support that he could have. We deserved uh, to be better informed on it. So, I, man, I do give him credit. Uh, you're right. His, um, especially the uh, HSI guys, were really doing a lot against child trafficking, and they still are, And um, as was the U.S. Marshal Service. Really, really just went after child trafficking and did great things so god bless our heroes at hsi and u.s Marshals service for all you've done and you guys are uh have done such great things and, and trump with that was part of his mandate he's like i want this gone after and he under his administration they did arrest and prosecute more uh child predators than uh anybody previously so yeah, he he did he, he did
0: yeah. but i wanted to see him climb the ranks and yep and he gave preferential treatment to a judge in Florida. I think he gave him a, a, a position, prominent position uh, who gave Epstein a country club existence in jail. Uh, you know, And there were some things I looked at and I go, uh, that's, uh, that's eyebrow raising, but, but uh, he didn't go far enough, I agree. How, how can people follow your good work and, and what lies next for you?
1: Well, man, they could go to vetsforchildrescue.org, which is our website. And another website I want them to go to is ContraLandMovie.com. And ContraLand is a documentary that we spent three years filming. And we brought in every manner of, of expert and national hero on the child trafficking front, exposing the true factual reality of child trafficking in the United States to empower the people with the knowledge that we all deserve to know, and we must know if we intend to safeguard our children and our nation's future against this, because what I learned, and the reason I I filmed that documentary, Dave, is because I learned from intelligence community members and members of federal law enforcement who are involved in raids and recoveries, is that this, Child sex trafficking epidemic is runs through the very core of this corrupt cabal's. Culture and that's really at their very power base. I agree. Their financial power base, their political power base. I got to interrupt
0: you, and I'm really sorry to do this, my friend. We are right up against it. You know how the hard breaks come in radio. Okay. You've done enough radio, but we will promote that too. We'll put this up on the website in a few days, and we'll promote it. But right now, we got to say sayonara. You're welcome to come on anytime you have spare time.
1: Okay, I appreciate you and your voice, Dave. So keep up good work.
0: Thanks, Greg. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint,